Jeez. The heat is on. All right, everybody, welcome to I Have Issues. This is the comic books that came out for the week of February the 24th, 2021. Again, this will be coming on to you uh, a little bit on a delay. Of course, uh, you know, with all the crazy weather that happened down here in Texas, uh, one of the things to be affected also was, uh, was the mail and shipments and things like that. So uh, my local comic book shop wasn't as behind on getting... Uh, they're Marvel books. In fact, uh, you know, last week's books didn't come in until Wednesday or Thursday. I believe it was Thursday. Um, and then later on in the day, the rest of <laughs> the current week's books came in. So, uh, so we'll get to those as well as the independent books also came along with those. So we're going to have a little different format. So I made this week's show maybe a little bit longer, definitely longer than last week's. Definitely longer than last week's freeze-out show. Um, <clears throat> so we'll do, of course, you know, normal DC. Do the normal Marvel. Normal indie titles. We're also going to go back and go ahead and redo last week's Marvels that came out that I did actually get a chance to read. And last week's indies I did get a chance to read. And, of course, we'll come back and in in things with Pick of the Week. So we're kind of trying to get back on track here. Thanks so much for listening. So, not going to waste any more time. Let's get in to the books. getting into DC. So this week we had normal amount of titles that I normally pick up for DC. I was a little on the short end, but so was last week. All right, kicking things off, we're going to start with Batman, The White Knight Presents, Harley Quinn. I love the series, I really do. Uh, by Katana Collins and uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. Uh, this basically picks up with, um, you know, Harley's at gunpoint. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but pretty much the um, she's at gunpoint and the producer and oh what was her name Scarlet is that her name oh, I don't remember what the, the van, not the ventriloquist oh what is her name oh I'm trying to Ethel that's what it is Ethel's got her at gunpoint same with uh, <clears throat> Hector's got her you know pointing the gun at her all this other stuff. Well, anyway, he ends up letting Harley go. He has to make a choice between, you know, Ethel, who's basically was like his step, was basically like his mother, raised him like her son, took care of him, and I think they're kind of insinuating he's in love with her, but he's also in love with Harley. So it's hard to really know for sure where that's going. But then you've got uh, it goes into a flashback because you know Hector chooses Harley, sets her free. 
Harley kind of passes out. Well, then she starts having all these uh, memories and stuff like that of kind of how things were back in the day with Joker and all this other stuff. So she's pretty much, you know, hallucinating. And then she wakes up, come to find out she was, uh, she got stuck with uh, some pheromones from uh, Poison Ivy. And pretty much this entire uh, issue is her knowing that there's a setup that they want a grander audience for when they essentially end her. Um, and it's pretty cool because at some point, you know, they go and attack Harley at her at her home, and Bruce ends up hearing about it and uh, steals Jason Todd's Red Hood uniform, and breaks out of prison, which is pretty cool. Uh, that even this version of Jason Todd in this universe has a uh, <clears throat> has a Red Hood uniform. But overall, it was a really good issue. Uh, I like the momentum it's it's going with. So uh, hopefully that continues on there. Then we had Batman Superman uh, Future State issue two. It was okay. I didn't. There was nothing special about this. They fight Professor Pig. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the artwork was fine. You know, the, this story was kind of just like, you know, everything else <laughs> in Future State. It was either hit or miss. But. This issue, I mean, with this series, you really didn't miss much. It was, like I said, it was fine. I just, yeah. You know, it, if you hadn't invested in the, in the first one, then I wouldn't recommend getting the second issue. The only thing is this continues to, uh, this I believe will play out later on in the Batman Superman title going forward and maybe another, um, another arc or something but the next uh, Batman Superman arc when they pick back up is uh, supposed to go away from this and eventually I think it's going to pick it back up alright up next we had Future State Dark Detective issue 4 this was awesome with a backup story with the Red Hood uh, this issue was great this is basically the end of the Dark Detective uh, Future State obviously um it's basically Bruce gearing up to fight uh, Peacekeeper One, and he's geared up all you know all the stuff. He's made all his calculations. He's basically going to call him out and try to bring all this down. Um, long story short, you know this this issue. I, I like the ending. I didn't think I would um, when I finished reading it. I thought, hmm, I don't know if I like that. Sat there and I thought about it. And I was like, okay, all right, I dig it. So, ends on a ends on a bang. Let's just say that <laughs> that's not giving anything away. So, yeah, so that ends, and now uh, and then it goes into the Red Hood issue, which again, the Red Hood issue was fine. Uh, you know, again, the artwork in these are great. Um, but you know, this one was kind of almost a roundabout. You know, the Red Hood part of it's kind of like, yeah, it's great. But then there's also kind of a, hmm, really? Like, hmm. I, I, I don't know if I like the ending of that particular story because it sets up there's somebody else that was kind of behind all, you know, Red Hood getting a, you know, the warrant put out for him by the magistrate. 
and you know it, that I thought felt a little too convoluted. Um, so I'm not not as big a fan on that at the end of the Red Hood one. But as far as Dark Detective, man, that was great. Great way to end it. Uh, it's supposed to continue. This story will continue with in Detective Comics uh, 1034. So uh, that's good news there because I, I've I've enjoyed the Dark Detective line uh, of this of this uh, series. And then we had Future Squad Suicide Squad issue two. Uh with a Black Adam uh, backstory. I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I do think a lot of the uh, the action in this was a little anticlimactic, <laughs> if you will. But, man, uh, peace, uh, Peacemaker, dude. They make him look like a badass in this. You know, obviously he's leading the Suicide Squad from Earth-1 and came to Earth-3 to bring back Amanda Waller, which you find out. Um, and Waller's got her own, I don't know, her own agenda as always, you know, involving, uh, Superman who is, uh, Connor Kent or on the, uh, Justice Squad. Uh, so it just basically, you know, the Suicide Squad taking out the Justice Squad before, uh, because then they all find out that, you know, they can only have so much time on this earth before their body just goes kaput and they kill over and die. But. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. Um, like I said, I, I like it. I think it, it sets up perfectly. I think this is supposed to obviously go into its own book with the Justice um, the Justice Squad. The uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, the new team, I believe, was supposed to have Peacemaker on it on the new run. And I think it's also supposed to tie into the... Uh, crime syndicate uh issue one that's supposed to come out pretty soon i believe that's if it's not next week it's the week after um but yeah it was fine um black adam the artwork was incredible for that one i enjoyed that one that uh the story I, it, it it all ties into uh shazam not shazam well shazam future state and teen titans future state so it all it all kind of ties in there which is nice that it all kind of fits together but again you know it's one of those it's like yeah the story was great until the end <laughs> that was the only thing i had an issue was with the ending i didn't you know all hell's breaking loose adam is go you know they're fighting every they're fighting as strunch as they can but again it's just the ending was just kind of meh for me that it just it didn't do it for me Anyway, finally, we have Future State Superman House of L issue one. Did not think I would like this uh, initially. Concept seems okay. I heard it was supposed to be really good. I didn't pick it up initially on the first day, on the Tuesday that it came out. Um, but I heard some good things. So I said, okay, I'll try it when I picked my books up on Wednesday. And I was pleasantly surprised. This was a really good story. Uh, it's basically a bunch of different descendants of Superman. They're gathered together. They're fighting, you know, what's described. I believe he's called the Red King. And he's basically just has this whole horde of aliens and parademons and doomsdays that he's gathered throughout the entire 
uh, universe. Basically, Earth is the last, uh, the last planet he has not conquered, so he's coming for Earth, which is his favorite. And again, everybody in this is some form of descendant of Superman, whether they're, you know, direct descendant or by marriage or children of those children and stuff like that. But they all have a tie to the House of El. Basically, the Red King, you find out, is one of Superman's uh, children who's pissed off and all that pretty much just because, you know, he felt that Superman did things the wrong way. And, you know, it's uh, the artwork is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this book. Uh, towards the end, I mean, I guess this is kind of spoiler territory, but whatever. Uh, Superman kind of comes in, comes back because he's said to have been missing. They can't find him. Well, he comes back all badass style and just basically stops the shit and says, you know what, dude? Enough of this. Ending, you know, this fight has to stop here. Uh, there's other pressing matters. I got things wrong. Join me, son, and we're gonna, you know, let this world fix itself. You know, we've got plenty of descendants of the House of Vale. They can fix this. We're needed elsewhere. So I thought, I thought that was was really good. But yeah, this story was great. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, that was uh, Superman House of L issue one. So also out this week from DC was Batman Black and White issue three. Have not picked up that series yet. Uh, this was a one generations forged. Uh, it was a one shot. It's continuing that generation shattered story, uh, which supposedly is really good. I just, you know, that didn't interest me, so I didn't care to pick it up. Uh, also, we had Superman versus Imperious Lex. This is Future State as well. Superman versus Imperious Lex issue two. Didn't care. Uh, Future State Aquaman issue two. I hear really good things about it, but just haven't felt the need to pick it up. Then we had Future State Legion of Superheroes issue two. Again, more or less the same thing. Can't can't get into it. <laughs> but that was it for DC this week. So let's go on. Switch on over. So now we're jumping into Marvel. <clears throat> so right out the gate, we had Amazing Spider-Man issue 60. This pretty much was, uh, I guess, Peter's way of dealing with uh, everything that's gone on with Kindred. Uh, well, you know, Harry, I guess him trying to move past it 
and Mary Jane's, you know, kind of set up this elaborate uh, plan to help him get over his trauma. I mean, this issue was okay. I mean, the art was great. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, but just nothing really happened, you know? I mean, yeah, he gets over it, and finally, you know, he has his moment. The only thing of real interest is what happens at the very, very end. Well, both parts of the very end, because there's two big reveals that other people are at play here. So I won't I won't spoil it. But other than those two things, this issue really didn't do a whole lot. Uh, up next, we had Maestro War and Packs issue two. This was incredible. So this picks back up. You know, Maestro's one. Nobody left. Well, the Pantheon and Doctor Doom decide. Okay, we got to take Banner out. It's really Doom telling Pantheon, like, "Hey, look, Banner stands in the way for what I want to accomplish because he's time traveling essentially." But you know, the only thing is, how do they get him? Because they were all friends with with Maestro, so they de- devise this plan to basically capture, incapacitate him, so they can get rid of him. Plus, they're still kind of pissed off at him. Really, it's not that they don't like Banner. It's more they just don't like Hulk. So, uh, like I said, this issue was really good. Then we had Return of the Valkyries, uh, issue three. This is King in Black tie-in. Man, I really like this, this series right out the gate. These last two issues just haven't done it for me. You know... I think it'll be exciting towards the end uh, of this next issue, but man, this book really just... I mean, the art is good. Don't get me wrong. The art is really good. It kind of helps make up for it. But man, I just... I can't... I don't know. It doesn't do it for me anymore. <laughs> so I guess since this is just a mini-series, you know, I'll buy the last one. Or maybe two issues. I don't know if it's four or five issues, but... I guess I'll stick with it, see uh, see what happens, because they've kind of just completely abandoned the century. <laughs> you know, the first, the whole plan was to try to get him free, and now this really hasn't happened. I mean, it's pretty much, they're trying to get their their sword, they're, they're basically trying to come up with a battle plan to attack, how to attack Null, and all this other stuff, but again, this issue just wasn't for me, so that one was a miss. Then we had Wolverine issue 10. This was awesome. Uh, it still picks up with Wolverine and Maverick trying to break out of this auction. They're getting, you know, shot at, you know. They're fighting their way out of this auction uh, that they've, well, that Wolverine basically uh, crashed to try to free Maverick. And so now they're getting free and the longer... You know, they spend out there fighting. The more and more Maverick's starting to get his memories back. So, and then you kind of find out that, uh, you know, that since they're on Madripoor, anything kind of goes, even though the CIA just kind of launched an attack on on, uh, on Wolverine, knowing that they, it could be an international in- incident. But they said, well, what happens in Madripoor usually doesn't matter. You know, whatever goes on in Madriport stays in Madriport. Nobody nobody gives a shit. Kind of like, well, I was going to say, kind of like Vegas. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Kind of what happens in Madriport stays in Madriport to an extent. But yeah, uh, this was great. Uh, 
Wolverine's been uh, really exciting. All right, then we had X-Men, issue 18. I don't know what to think of this issue because it finally went back to when uh, Cinch, uh, Darwin, and X-23 Wolverine, they went into the vault. Remember that? All those many issues ago where they went into the vault and they were supposedly going to age like 100 years in like a matter of a couple of days or something like that. that so they go into the vault and basically just it recaps kind of what they're going through, what their attack plan is, and I guess kind of how time is perceived different there in the vault. But again, this was this is an issue that just this is the only problem I have with X-Men is that the main X-Men title I don't know what the hell Hickman's setting up because he'll start a he'll start a, a story neither wrap it up in one issue or he'll just leave it hanging and then come back to it like I don't know four to seven to eight issues later so I don't know like I said the the art was good it was cool uh you know x23 was a badass in this uh that's all I can say about that uh but overall man this this issue just was kind of meh I think it was a little a little too late for me personally but overall wasn't bad um let's see also books that also came out this week that i did not read uh new mutants uh number 16 captain marvel 26 uh black panther issue 23 uh symbiote spider-man the king and black tie-in issue 4 uh, the Magnificent Miss Marvel issue 18. Uh, Black Cat issue 3, which is also a King in Black tie-in. Uh, then Namor issue 4, King in Black tie-in as well. Uh, then we had The Union issue 3. Uh, we had Marvel Voices uh, Legacy number 1. It's a one-shot, I believe. And then we had Captain Marvel, Marvel Snapshots, Issue 1. This is another uh, one-shot. Uh, John Walker, U.S. Agent, uh, Issue 3. And Warhammer 4000, Marnus Calgar, Number 5. And then they have a Marvel Previews, Number 9, that's coming out, I guess, going into the Heroes Reborn, which is going to be just the main initiative, which there's an ad in just about every book uh, out that they're pushing hard this Heroes Reborn so that was all the books that came out this week now we're going to switch gears a second we're going to rewind the clock rewind time if you will and talk real quick about last week's books and what came out and what I read So, trying to let the music kind of sink in a little bit. Anyway, so last week's books for Marvel. 
that I read. We had uh, Champions Issue 4. This picks back up with uh, Champions being rescued by Cyclops. Uh, as he said, he's going to take... Uh, Champions are going to seek asylum on uh, Krakoa. So this follows on with that. It's a little disappointing, kind of what ends up happening. Um, but, you know, Cyclops does good and helps them, you know, takes them refuge to an extent. Doesn't take them to Krakoa. Uh, it was all kind of a bluff to get the military to back down, uh, to get Cradle to back down. But it uh, it worked. He gets, you know, he gives them to... Uh, puts them on the, the marauder ship and all that other stuff so i mean this this issue was a lot of fun um nothing really of too much significance um happened except for the fact that now they know who they've or who's been basically tracking them and how the crate how cradle's been able to find them uh find out kind of who's been ratting them out <laughs> so there's a, that was Champions Issue 4. Then we had Guardians of the Galaxy, Issue 11. Uh, this issue was pretty much just them preparing for uh, the Greek gods, uh, the Pantheon, the Greek Pantheon, to basically come back and attack them. This is pretty much, this is all building up, them making deal with Star-Lord being back, etc., etc. So... And it's just everybody's fault, you know, the fallout from Star-Lord being back, how everybody's reaction to him is, and then basically setting up for this war that they're not sure if they can win. So, overall, this was really good. Uh, I've enjoyed the current direction they're going in with the Guardians. Uh, then was there was King in Black, Issue 4. This was incredible. Uh, you know, it picks back up with uh, Dylan and Null inside the hive mind. And, you know, Null's just like, look, I won. Just join me and you don't have to die. You know, join me, my child, and you will not die. And, you know, meanwhile, Dylan has another voice talking to him. You're not sure who it is until getting towards the end. But a lot of shit happens and the tide looks like it's starting to turn. Uh, there's a resurrection of sorts. Uh, at the end, uh, you find the the uh, the opposite to Null. He finally is able to make his way through. Uh, so you find out that this character that's been around all this time, you don't. He's more or less a symbiote in in a way, but you never would have thought of him that way. But uh, this was awesome. This last week, this definitely, definitely would have been a contender for pick of the week last week. Uh, then there was uh, Planet of the Symbiotes issue two. This was kind of a two-part story. There was, you know, the American Kaiju part of it, and then there was oh, who was in the other part? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, I want to say it was it wasn't it wasn't Werewolf by Night, was it? No, couldn't have been. It was... Oh, no, it was... Uh... Oh, no, 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 what's his name? Uh... Prowler. Hobby. Now he's the Hornet. Anyway, that's that's what that... 
that's what the second part of the Planet of the Symbiotes, and it's basically just kind of recapping kind of what's going on in different parts of the uh, of the planet with different characters and things like that. So it's just basically them dealing with the symbiotes, dealing with the dragons and all this. And so, it, really a nothing issue. Nothing, nothing like the first issue of Planet of the Symbiotes where, uh, you know, Nolan ended up reanimating the corpse of, uh, of uh, what is it, Cortland Cassidy? I believe it's Cortland Cassidy. Uh, Cletus Cassidy's, uh, I believe it's his great-great-grandfather or something like that. So, um... That was kind of where that went. But again, you know, if you're not reading, or if you need to maybe skip a book this week, or to pick up from the previous week, this one would have been one of the ones to skip. Because like I said, nothing nothing of importance of, to the, the King and Black story had really happened in this issue. Then we had Savage Avengers, issue 18. This was a King and Black tie-in of sorts. Uh, this was a fun issue. Uh, you find out pretty much that uh, Conan and Deadpool plan on robbing uh, <laughs> the Hellfire Club. <laughs> so it's just them dealing with their shenanigans and things like that. Um, overall, it was really fun. I, I've always enjoyed the Savage Avengers title. And usually it's just, you know, hack and slash and fighting and shit like that. But this one kind of took a little bit of a different turn, kind of like the last issue with... Uh, you know, introducing Deadpool to Conan and things like that, with it being a little more, a little more uh, slapstick, a little more comedy, but uh, overall, really good. And then finally, we have Thor, issue twelve, uh, continuing the Prey storyline. This issue was another one of those that last week would have been a very strong contender for pick of the week. Um, it's basically, you know, now all hell's breaking loose with Donald Blake. You know, he's fighting, uh, Throg and Lockjaw. Uh, and then he realized, then Jane ends up turning into Valkyrie. So now he realizes that Jane Foster is Valkyrie and he's like, okay, all right. So now we're going to have to figure something out. I'm going to have to take you down even though I really didn't want to. But you kind of forced my hand because now you're with these Asgardians and these gods. And so they're all going to pay and you're going to pay with them, more or less. So he ends up just bailing uh, at some point. And now you see Thor, you know, kind of cursing uh, uh, Donald Blake and cursing Odin and all this other stuff. And it... It ends with a bit of a cliffhanger as Jane goes to find somebody who's at a bar, drunk, <laughs> and she goes to find him. She's just like, you know what? You and I have uh, no no love lost between us. You and I don't even like each other, and I know damn sure you don't like me. But you know, your son's in danger. Your kingdom is in danger. You're gonna need to get your head off your ass. I probably gave a little too much away, but uh, overall, that was a really, really exciting issue. Uh, really going to be interesting to see where they go uh, with the next issue and, and with this, the rest of this uh, this storyline. So that was last week's Marvel books. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and work backwards for the independence. So this is last week's independent books. All right. So we're going to start out with last week's independence. Uh, got Haha issue two. This was uh, creepy and disturbing <laughs> in a different sense of uh, the word. Uh, basically, it's it's one of those uh, one of those stories about you know somebody having a very rough childhood. You know you know a parent who's not probably mentally fit to be a parent going off with them and them doing pretty much whatever they have to do to you know make money to provide for their for their you know the child and the horrors that the child maybe had to see or witness and maybe not see so and oddly enough i think all these haha books have to do with somehow they're they're clowns so um i mean it was a great issue like i said the writing on it was fantastic you know the story's really dark and it, it hits home so to speak uh, in a sense that you know it's not something that's you know overly elaborate it's something that you know you see out in the real world so but again it was a really good issue definitely recommend uh both the first and second issues, which have nothing to do with one another, I believe they're just they're just complete anthology stories where they're just one issue is one story, so you don't have to read. You can jump on at any time. You don't need to have read previous issues. So then we had uh, Power Rangers issue four. This was interesting because now they're looking for a uh, the Red Emissary on the planet that uh or in the little pocket dimension that draken was trapped on and pretty much all the essence of the zords uh were in that pocket dimension of angel grove they know that draken is supposed to be there you know granted he's escaped and all that so they don't they're not concerned about him they're not trying to track him down they're just making sure okay he's there he's where he's supposed to be well uh, well, you know, Zach, Trini, and Jason aren't supposed to be there, so they're attacking them, so they're having to dodge and things like that. The artwork, of course, is fantastic, as always, in these uh, in these Power Rangers uh, series. Uh, really enjoyed it. So, overall, good stuff with that. Then we had this definitely, I, I said it last week, on last week's show, that this book would have ended up winning Pick of the Week, more than likely, based off what I had read. And it's uh, uh, TMNT, The Last Ronin, Issue 2. Yeah, this would have won Pick of the Week hands down last week. Um, man, this, this issue was fantastic. I mean, you find out, you know, how Raf died. Raf was the first one to die. Uh, pretty much they came in to, you know, they got ambushed, essentially, on their way to, uh, to April and Casey's. And you, uh, you're trying, you know, Mikey's kind of, 
I don't know if he's reliving it or retelling it or whatever. Uh, I believe he's just, you know, replaying it in his mind. And so, you know, you find out Raph went out like a badass, man. <laughs> he was, you know, he took out a whole bunch of Foot Clan and uh, I forget what her name is. Uh, Shredder's uh, daughter or granddaughter, I believe. I believe it's his daughter. Yeah, his daughter he basically takes her out in the process. You know, he's gotten shot with all these arrows and it's just him. You know, everyone else said, no, no, no. You know, we got to come up with a strategy, a plan. We can't just go rushing in there. You know, they ambushed us for a reason. And, you know, of course, Raph being Raph, you know, just up and bells, goes on his own somewhere. And, you know, he ends up ends up kicking the bucket. <laughs> but, like I said, he goes out like a badass. Goes out like a total badass. Shot with all these arrows and still manages to land, land the killing blow as he's drowning. So, uh... But then, you know, you find out that also on that night that Casey Jones and April O'Neil had gotten engaged. So, uh, you don't, you're not really quite sure what happened to Casey. They haven't said that part yet. But something happened to him. He's not there. You know, April, you find out April has no hand <laughs> and, and no leg. So, she's got one hand, or, you know, one prosthetic arm, one prosthetic leg. Um... And that the the girl that rescued Michelangelo, who, spoiler alert, if you know you hadn't read it yet or you didn't catch the uh, <clears throat> catch the what happened in the first issue, Michelangelo was the last Ronin. So if you didn't know, now you know. Anyway, uh, you find out that the the girl that rescued Michelangelo is uh, is uh, April's daughter. So. You know, I, I really the artwork is fantastic. I really in this issue, uh, I, I do like the callback to the original first couple issues. You know, with the art style and the colors. You know, basically you find out Mike Mikey was just depressed and was like, "Dude, I just want to die." Like, so he goes out to the snowy mountain, ends up surviving, took it as training, and so he's been training basically so he could come back. New York and Avengers Brothers. So, uh, man, this 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 is going to be a fantastic, a fantastic story. I can already tell. Hopefully, they can keep up the momentum. And man, hopefully, you know, with with Donnie and and Leonardo's deaths, hopefully, it looks like hopefully they go out as strong. You know, they still look like badasses. Like, like Raphael did. I'm hoping uh, that they're able to continue all that going forward. Uh, so, now let's switch gears and rewind from the past. Let's go forward to today's or this week's indie books. Okay, so now picking back up with this week's independent books, we had crossover issue four, Donnie Cates. Uh, man, 
I, I've liked this this title so far. This issue, it was slow, but it did its job towards the very end. It's getting exciting. You're finding out, you know, kind of more or less that, you know, there is a way to get into the bubble and kind of how, how things work, how unstable they are inside the dome um, where Ava's parents are trapped that, you know, it just kind of opens up randomly, you know, and just wave of, you know, either heroes or villains come in. Um, or, you know, just like I, there's this incredible shot where you have like a group of heroes in there fighting. And then, or, you know, you see the silhouettes of heroes and then you see like looks like the Chitari from the Avengers. You see, uh, I believe you see like all these, you know, jets and uh, spaceships and just other monsters and things like that uh, and you know somebody fighting some of them and then some are just destroying things inside that dome so and it just opens random they don't they don't know when that everybody that is there that's fighting is exhausted <laughs> more or less but it's it's really really incredible uh, the artwork of course is fantastic but this one like I said, it started out really kind of slow. They're going through this museum. They kind of zoom in or teleport in uh, because they they need to find... They're looking for something specific. They're fight, looking for a weapon to help them get through there. And they find it. They find it. And it turns out that this, this weapon kind of has its own little backstory and things like that. Uh, but then there's you know there's kind of somebody also keeping an eye you know keeping tabs on on uh, Ava and Ellie and all them so it uh, looks like they're trying to help them you know it looks like they're trying to keep the government one step behind uh, but meanwhile you also you know throughout the issue you also see uh, you know hints of everybody kind of plotting to stop them or to stop the the comic book characters and things like that so overall like i said started out as a slow as slow at first in this issue but then it really picked up towards the end so overall it was a was a good issue then we had uh department of truth issue number six by james tiny in the fourth james tinny in the fourth my bad uh boy this one was a miss this one was a total total miss i mean i kind of i kind of you know wanted to go up to tinian and be like dude dude seriously where where's my money man but yeah i just i wanted to <laughs> like dude really did you really need to devout an entire issue an entire issue to lee harvey oswald of how he learn about the department of truth and i guess the beginnings of the department of truth and all this other stuff <laughs> so i just i don't know i i didn't dig it the art style was completely different than it has been uh which i guess was a little bit of a i don't know if i want to say it was a welcome you know new edition but it didn't do it for me this issue was a complete miss and I've really loved the first five issues of this series. This one, to me, just felt like didn't need to be in there. You know, 
it's like you know you could have cut half of this maybe even three-fourths of this out and just put it into another issue like I said this one was just a complete and total miss for me you know uh, and, and like I said I've, I've enjoyed the Department of Truth and it's just eh, it, it it wasn't it so that one was pick of the week sauce so yeah that one now nah, that one fell way way short of the mark all right okay real quick kind of got ahead of myself before we get into pick of the week go ahead and tell you what else came out uh through image since uh both of the uh independent books i had this week were from image uh, we had uh, Monstrous, issue number 32. We had Spawn, issue 315. Ice Cream Man, issue number 23. We had Scumbag, issue 5, which I heard really good things about, and I believe this might be the end of this this book. I'm not 100% sure. Just what I had heard. Uh, and there was... Two Moons, Issue 1, which that actually seems really cool. It looks like a Civil War uh, horror issue or, or horror story or something like that. Uh, then we had Stray Dogs, Issue 1. Uh, Nailbiter Returns, Issue 10. Post-Americana, Issue 3. Savage Dragon, Issue 257. Uh, Nomen Omen, Issue Number 12. And Rain Like Hammer, issue number two. So that was the image books that came out this week. So now, now, let me tell you some of the other indie titles that came out from Boom Studios, which gives us the pick of the week. So... Other than the pick of the week, here's what came out from Boom. Firefly, issue number 26. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Faith, number one. So now, now we're going to get into pick of the week. Bro. Pick of the week, bro. bro. Pick of the week, bro. Pick of the week, bro. It's the pick of the week, bro. Alright, pick of the week is something is killing the children issue number 15. This is going to be the last issue for a while. I believe they're not going to do anything with this this title and character of Erica Slaughter until May, I believe, is what, what I've read. And they don't know if they're going to continue with the Something is Killing the Children name and title. If it's just going to go on to 16 or if they're just going to re, re, uh, rename it, redo it. Uh, and renumber, but uh, this is Something's Killing the Children, issue 15. You know, picks up 
with Erica bleeding out, you know, she just killed all the members of the House of Slaughter that were there to try to stop her. And she's walking back up uh, to the house. And she walks in the door. And James is like, uh, are you okay? And she walks past him. She goes into the, uh, the kitchen, goes into the sink, turns on the water, uh, starts splashing the water over her head. <laughs> and James asks her, he says, is, is it over? She says, bring me my backpack. So he runs over, grabs her backpack, hands it to her. She pulls out her phone, says St. George is who she ends up calling. So she tells him, she says, this is Erica Slaughter. Get word to the white mask, all of the brood are dead. Corner of the bridge and Daisy, off the ravine, the house where it all started. Tell Cecilia it's time to go home. So she hangs up the phone. She looks over at James, she says... Uh, can I use your shower? I stink. So then you have Cecilia answering the phone. She says, mm-hmm, yes, I understand. And she hangs up. She's communicating to the other uh, uh, members, I guess they're called the Brood. She's, uh, or the White Mask, I'm sorry. She's explaining to them that it's over. We're done. We're done here. We don't need to execute all these people that we have trapped in the gym. So she tells him, she says, okay, stand down. And of course, you got one. Uh, her name is Maxine. She stands up to her. She's like, what? And she's like, you heard me. She's like, this kid is trying to take blame for all the deaths. He's shouting to everyone in the gym that he did it all. And so, so he says, is that so? Sheriff Cavanaugh, I believe this young man just confessed to killing all these children. I think you should make the arrest. Sheriff turns to her and says, if I can do that, all of this is over. So he responds. She says, you need to make sure everyone in this room understands what has trans, uh, transpired here. But yes, that will be the end of it. So then Sheriff walks over to Tommy and says, okay, kid, let's do the right thing this time. Tommy says, yeah. So he's basically taken uh, the rap to get them to stop so they didn't have to kill them. He's... Everybody knows he wasn't the one that killed uh, the children, but he's confessing to the crime, so that way uh, the House of Slaughter will leave. And, uh, so then uh, Cecilia turns around and she says, Is there any school officials here? The principal steps up and says, Yes. She says, Your school will receive a sizable anonymous donation that will cover the cost of the damages uh, to the door to the wall. In exchange, you're not going to report these damages. Uh, you'll handle uh, this discreetly, you understand? And uh, the principal kind of stutters, like, uh, I, uh, she says, you understand. Now make it happen. So then you have another person. What the hell's going on here? So he says, the winds have changed, dear. It happens. We need to collect Aaron's body. We'll leave the rest to the locals. Destroy all of the phones and cameras you gathered. Uh, everything else will be hearsay, and we can manage hearsay. The so Maxine says, this doesn't make any sense. We can't just leave them all like this. They've seen too much. Cecilia comes back in response. She says, and who decided uh, and who decided to charge into the gym, uh, mass up with bloody weapons? I trained you better than all of this. She says, question me again in public, and it'll be a decade before I let you back out in the field. But this is over. So... 
They're pulling everybody out. <laughs> so about a week, a week goes by. And they're reporting it on the news. It says, uh, next, you know, newscaster, you know, makes this announcement that, you know, uh, that Tommy basically confessed to killing, you know, as many as 25 kids in the past three months. Um, and that he showed them where all the bodies were and things like that. And then he also killed, uh, Detective, uh, let's see, yeah, Detective Richards, who was, uh, protecting, uh, BN and who basically got killed, uh, you know, keeping her from getting turned over and James and things like that. He got killed by the House of Slaughter. Um, so then you can slowly start to see, you know, everyone kind of react to the news that in the town, uh, Tommy's best friend that he worked with, she's freaking out, crying, and you can see that they're slowly trying to make things as normal as possible, and, you know, they're fixing the, uh, the school, and then you see uh, Tommy's mom going to visit uh, his sister's grave, um, because she was among one of those that got killed by the, the monsters, and you see his dad kind of just looking at the TV with a beer in his hand. I almost utterly upset then it cuts to Erica walking back to the bus station she walks past or she sits on a bench next to this uh, this old man and he says so here you are again she says yeah here I am again says, Archer's Peak seems like a nice little town Erica says I'm sure it used to be just like everywhere else the old man says, I remember when you were just a girl. You got so angry with us at the House of Slaughter. You walked halfway across Chicago to take a bus. Erica, you know, uh, grimaces and angrily says, I remember. The old man says, where were you going, do you recall? She says, Orlando. He says, ah, yes, Disney World Gambit, of course. I remember now. But Jessica found you and she brought you home. Do you remember what she told you? Erica says, She told me that the order was old and it was uh, stodgy and stuck in its ways. But without it, children would die and nobody would know why or what was killing them. She told me everything to learn. Or she told me to learn everything I could learn to save those children. She kind of leans forward. The old man says, I miss her terribly. Erica turns to him, you know, angrily says, you sent her to her death. He says, even so, she says, you're not going to be able to convince me. He says, what do you think I want to convince you of, Erica? She says, you want me to care less. He says, that is lunacy. Why would I want you to care less? I wish half of the members of my house cared as much as you did. I just want what I have always wanted. I want you to show some discipline. Our order has honed its methods for centuries to ensure that we can continue to help people. And you could have uh, ended this at the beginning. She says, yeah. I could have killed Tommy in that cave and let James bleed out from the gunshot wound and use BN to bait and trap the uh, children's monster. But then I could have killed her and burned the corpses of the other ch uh, children to hide the evidence and then got on the next bus on the next town that Aaron sent me to. And nobody in this town would have had any closure. He says, you wouldn't have had to kill her. 
She's young enough that you could have recruited her, brought her into her, to the house, expanded your branch of the family. Eric says, if she was willing to come otherwise, you'd have wanted me to tie up a loose end. He says, so what are you trying to prove here? She says, I wasn't trying to prove anything. I wanted there to be a version where everybody lives. The old man says, but they didn't. More children died because of all, because the monsters were allowed to grow and spread. Eric says, they died because you started sending people to stand in my way the second I went off script. He says, so come home. Aaron Slaughter is dead. And you are the last of the Black Mass in the House of Slaughter. Take Jessica's seat as one of the heads of our house. Make the case to change our ways from the inside. Erica says, no. He says, where is this one going? She said, far away from here. He says, ah. She says, I renounce the House of Slaughter. I renounce the Order of St. Saint, uh, George. I'm going to keep doing what I do until it kills me, but I'm not going to do it for you. He says, you know I cannot accept that. The uh, That the Order at large will not accept that. The House of Slaughter is only one house of many. She says, then stop fucking with me then, or stay out of my way. And she gets up, she grabs her backpack, and she walks off. And she gets on the bus. She sits down. She hears a voice say, so where are we going? And it's James. <laughs> she says, no. He says, don't worry. I'm, the first stop's in Milwaukee. I'm going to stay with my, uh, with my mom for a bit. I might change schools. Erica turns to James and says, well, that makes sense. He said, so who was the old guy you were talking to? She says, someone from another life. He's just like, okay. He says, they can't find Bian's family. They think they might have uh, skipped town when she went missing. But some lady who works at the police station is taking her in. Erica says, I know. He says, you've been keeping an eye on us. Erica says, I wanted to make sure uh, there weren't any loose ends. So the bus takes off. Erica kind of smiles. She says, I was going to write you a letter. James laughs. He says, no, you weren't. She says, well, I was thinking about it anyway. James says, it's okay. I'm just glad that I can say this to you. Thank you. Erica kind of looks surprised. She says, forgetting you shot and almost killed a few times? A tear starts rolling down James's uh, face. He says, no, for letting me help. I don't know what it would have done to me if all that had happened and there was nothing I could do. You gave me something I could do to make it better, and you helped. So thank you. And he hugs her. Erica kind of looks surprised, but then she hugs him back and says, Thank you, too. Then he says, James says, So how far are you going? Erica says, Honestly, I don't know. But I guess I'm going to find out. And that's how it ends with them leaving uh, Archer's Peak. Uh, And that was Something is Killing the Children, issue number 15. Uh, this series has been incredible. I was able to get the two trades. Then I was able to get uh, issue uh, 11 through 15. Well, 1 through 14 first. And then as 15 came out this week, I picked that one up and finished that. Uh, I wish I would have jumped on this from the beginning. So I would have been just as hyped uh, and probably not as well. Maybe it would have it, maybe it lessened the blow that I did that. Because <laughs> I think I'd have been a little upset that, oh, man this is going to end and now I have to wait a while before I finally get some type of of uh, directions to where they're going with this story but yeah something is killing the children fantastic story 
definitely recommend picking up uh, the three trades that are, well, the two trades that are out now, the third that will be coming out, uh, I'm assuming, relatively soon. But uh, something is killing the children. Pick of the week for uh, February the 24th. And that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for joining uh, wherever you're listening uh, to this fine podcast at. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast at. Uh, thank you for bearing with me through the delays of uh, books this week. Uh, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed catching these up. This is going to be an extra long show considering I had to uh, make up uh, an extra week for last week's Marvel and the independent books. So, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I had a lot to read this week. <laughs> had a lot to read uh, in a short amount of time so I can get this out before next week's show. Uh, be sure to go to the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, both at i.have.issues.comics. Like, leave some feedback there. Uh, or just if you just want to talk comics, what you like, what you didn't like. What do you think of this week's pick of the week? You know, that type of stuff. Uh, next week will be, I believe it'll be a smaller smaller selection of books. Because, you know, uh, Future State's pretty much ended. So, yeah, I think next week will be a little bit uh, shorter shorter episode. Not as many books that I'm reading out. So, But we'll see. Maybe I decide to pick up some different ones. But until next time, thank you guys for listening to I Have Issues.